0: hello and welcome to the random horror show i am your podcast horror hostess keisha lacy coming straight straight out of the iron pine curtain better known as east texas and thank you all for joining me for tonight's horror episode i have a special treat for you i mean you're gonna love it we had a super super awesome blast i'm talking about my guest miss christine m germain horror author i'm talking about her books just blew me away the brother's curse the stone the curse of Mastema. And also her third book, Christopher's Curse. I have done two um, review podcasts over her books. She is an amazing writer, very creative, just of uh, just a just a wild imagination, you know, just going into this world that she has created. Well, she stopped by the random horror show and have a chit-chat with your girl right here, and I'm talking about. We had the most amazing time. So sit back and relax while me and Miss Christine Germain chopping it up on the Random Horror Show.
1: Hey, hey, how
0: are you? I'm good. Good morning. good morning or how some people say grand rising and i'm glad like, yes grand
1: rising i have a friend that does that
0: <laughs> you know my my cousin does that too she <laughs> said grand rising and i said pillsbury dough boy <laughs> i can't stand it It's <laughs> so people did don't come up to me with that grand rising i totally understand it <laughs> but it's like i'm like I, I can't help it just segments like that that's awesome yeah because i was start. i was like i'm gonna start doing that i was like but i got i have my little pigtails on and i'm looking like, <laughs> like and I have my coffee with me and my water. <laughs> there you go. We're the same way. I have my
1: coffee, my water. I did my hair. I didn't know we were doing video. So I already, like, fixed myself up. I mean, I have work later on. But, um, but yeah,
0: you my- know what? That's OK. You're all cute and fixed up and everything. Girl, if you, like, had a, <laughs> a, 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 a bonnet on and stuff, it's still.
1: You still oh, be yeah.
0: cute. Yeah, and
1: I already have my bonnet like this morning. I remember I I was talking to this one of my friends, and he um, video chat, he video called me at like ten thirty in the morning, and uh-huh. he saw me with the bonnet. And he was like, "What is that?" I was like, "It is a bonnet, dude." Like, oh, he was like, "Why do you have it on?" I'm like, "Well, you called me on FaceTime, so this is what you get <laughs> at ten thirty in the morning."
0: <laughs> thank you, thank you. Okay. Uh, get used to the bonnet you done already seen the bonnet you, you already, y'all everybody know about the bonnet and everything so don't even be surprised don't even act like you brand new okay cause uh, uh, yeah cause like it was so funny with uh I started wearing, you know I was dating this guy and uh, we mm-hmm. lived together and I put my bonnet on at night and oh uh, he's white and <laughs> and he was just like whatever <laughs> but, they, but hold on that bonnet came off in 30
2: minutes
0: <laughs> they don't that bonnet, was gone i was like well, well I, baby did i gotta protect my hair that's okay <laughs> yeah they're,
1: they're so they're so sweet about it you know like i mean i love dating white guys i think we spoke about like our love for this world and, you know, they're very sweet about it. They're like, oh, okay. You know, I had my Duda rag. Like, I was ready. I look like somebody straight from Compton. You know, I was like, okay, it's time to, <laughs> it's time to go to sleep now. I'm about to put on this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so Take me as I am. Love all of this. Because I do. I have the bonnet, I have the rag and I got the self-scarf. I don't play.
0: Girl, I don't play either. I have like, three or four bonnets two, little you know, two rings and I'm just like, this is me, this is what you're gonna see when you wake, you know, die when I wake up, you know. That's it, that's it, that's it. You, know, you gotta I'm- love us, you gotta love
1: us, you know, like, for everything, like, every part of us you gotta love, you know. We're not gonna be getting dolled up like that 24 hours, 48 hours a day. That's just not how it is, you know.
0: Right, right. I had a, uh, uh, I was married, and you know my ex-husband. He's black, mm-hmm. and he just hated that I had a bonnet and a do-rag on. And I'm just like, but you <laughs> should do that. Like, that's weird. Yeah, that's, that is
1: weird because then most men do like to wear the do-rag too, so they can keep their waves on check. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's just like you should already know what the deal is because you black
0: too. Girl, and he had a do, and he always wore a do rag. But then when I did my um my big chop, Mm -hmm. and I went natural, he hated it. He's like, "Oh, you look like a boy." (gasps) Yeah, that's the reason why he's my ex-husband. Oh my
1: god! I know know. that is just terrible. I love a big chop. I, you know, I mean, to me, it's so, you know, um, revolutionary like it's just it's just something that a girl needs to do i know most women especially black women are attached to their hair and for me you know when i was separating from my ex-husband the first thing i did was i had already had my hair in a mohawk so i had the top and then i had the sides and around shaped so i only had the top with hair that went over like a big bang you know Uh-huh. And I decided to shave the whole shit off, like, like like seven years ago. I went bald. I went bald twice, but this time I said I'm gonna grow it out natural because my hair was always soft and curly, and I was like, I want to see what my natural hair looks like. And from then on, seven years, and I and I and I just grew it. But I went through the stages because we all go through stages when we have that big chop. But a man should be able to embrace that, you know, because it's not about the hair. The hair doesn't make who we are as a, as a person, as a woman, you know. Is is what we have inside of us, you know, it's spiritual, and I think that it's a it's a great feeling when you chop off your hair. You just feel like a sense of relief, you know. Uh,
0: it, you're so correct. You're so correct right there because uh, <clears throat> uh, my mom she uh, cut my hair because uh, I seen Grace Jones.
2: Oh uh, yeah,
0: yes, Grace Jones. Um, oh, what was it? Uh, Conan the Destroyer
2: yes yes yes.
0: she has always been very iconic to me i love her facial expressions things like Mm -hmm. that her brother used to have a church here in longview texas before he uh moved his congregation i believe in california but she used to visit my area when her brother had his church here and when I was a little girl and I watched, you know, seeing Grace Jones, I was like, oh my God, so amazed by her beauty and mm-hmm. everything, just just everything about Grace Jones, I just love, mm-hmm. and I was like, I want my hair just like Grace Jones, and she cut it, and, you know, and of course, my uh, grandmother and my dad, they're like, oh, she looks like a little boy, mm-hmm. But I was just like, no, I felt so great just having that little short, afro hair, and yes, I got ridiculed and teased about it, but still, I loved it. I wore that, I wore afro from like second grade to like fifth grade. Mm-hmm. I, 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 and and it just started so young because to me it was like not about my hair; it was just, yeah. it's just me being me. Mhm. That's what it is. I mean. Like
1: I said, like I, I you know, if, if it was up to me, like I would cut it off again. I mean, I would probably wouldn't shave it bald because it was a process. Um, it was a process f- for the hair to grow back evenly because mm-hmm. I shaved it like, a, like on the sides and around pretty much like the sides <clears throat> were still like a little bald as the hair was growing out. I had like, I documented like all, like every month how my hair was growing out until it grew long. So I have pictures and you can. Which helped Mm -hmm. immensely. So I put it on the sides and then my hair grew out on those parts that I kept shaving. And then the whole thing grew out. But it was a process. And then you learn your hair texture and what goes with what. And, you know, to me, I was like, you know, when I was in sixth grade, I think like I begged my mom to go buy that just for me like remember like just for me me." (laughs) you see this perm commercial and you're just out here like um yeah so where we do that at just for me and I begged her and she put this perm and I and 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 when I had it like I felt great like my hair was straight and everything because I never embraced my natural hair because the thing is my grandmother like used to put so much grease in my hair you know with my mom so my mom used to put these but not as much as my grandmother so I think they ruined the texture of my hair and my mom had right. got my hair straightened straightened straight um when I was five because I begged to get it straightened with a hot comb and I don't know if that might have ruined the texture of my hair because my hair looks like my hair is like the texture of like tea and tamara more like I have like I don't know if you've seen my hair like very curly. So to me, I was like, how the fuck did not see my hair like that when I was younger? But when I was a baby, I had that hair. But when I was growing up in my preteens, my hair just seemed a little bit coarse. It was soft, but it's coarse. It didn't have those curls. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so it took me all these years to like, you know, kind of just like embrace it as the baldness and then grow it out and stuff like that. And I love natural hair. I mean, you know, I think that at the end of the day, you know, it bothers me to see black women not like hair own hair you know um it just doesn't make any sense you know
0: yeah it 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 don't and you know that that whole stigma of of, you know that our hair is terrible is bad and uh you know always so uh you know and that's been passed down from like Mm -hmm. generations decades that our Mm -hmm. hair is horrible and i was just like no it's not and Mm -hmm. We just, you know, we just needed to, like, get back to what they did long ago of, yeah, you know, taking care of our hair, taking a lot of love, TLC, with our hair. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, and my son, oh, my God, my son has very long hair. I just did his uh, twist, and his mm-hmm. hair is super thick and very long. And yeah. uh, people swear up and down that he's mixed. And I'm like, no, he's not mixed. He's full black. Now, my daughter, yeah. she is mixed. And mm-hmm. he had more hair than her when he oh, was a wow. baby. Yeah, yeah. Hers, hers was scattered everywhere, like little old cat hair and everything. <laughs> and she finally, finally started growing hair when she's close to two. And mm-hmm. her curls started to come in. But my son, shh. It baby, different. baby, this he looking like James Brown with a wig on. There's <laughs> a baby. Oh, but people swear okay. up and down that he is mixed or he's Dominican or his father mm-hmm. is black. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, he is full. What? he's full black just born. because he has
1: nice yeah just because he has nice hair doesn't mean that he's mixed like that's the that's the that's the whole thing too i can't stand is that they think that you're mixed with something when they see you have nice hair it's like you know it's, <laughs> it's just i was born with that hair you know
0: yes and his father um had long hair too um mm-hmm. you know when we was married his dad had really long hair but yeah. Uh, I, I, but I just. But it just still baffles me of like how people are, you know, especially our community, how they're just so hung up about like mm-hmm. the only time that we can uh, have really good hair is that we have to be, we have to have an admixture mixture or something. When it's mm-hmm. the case, it's not true. It's mm-hmm. all so
1: about have, taking care of your hair
0: it is it it really is and everything girl we done talked about dang hair care and everything girl you took me you said you had a mohawk i was like ooh, i had a mohawk too
1: <laughs> I have, I, and i have i have pictures when i used to bartend like that's how my hair was and i i'll, I'll send you a, a photo when i was bald and when i had the mohawk i loved it it was it was great i had it for five years when i was married and the reason why i shaved it that way is that I didn't, like, my hairdresser just started to, like, her hands just weren't going with my hair. I used to have, like, that holly berry short hair. I used to love keeping my hair short like that. Like, every two years or every year, I used to cut my hair short, put, like, you know, I used to dye it. I pushed my hair blonde. I've done so much of that shit. I've had even in my hair, all types of stuff. And then I said, well, let me do it myself. And then I bought myself clippers, and I did that, and then I just would put a texturizer, which I didn't even need, but I just took a texturizer and I just put it in the front so it can just be smooth, like a long bang. And then that was it. And I just rocked that for five years. My grandmother hated it. My mother didn't like it nobody like they did not like it but i loved it i was like that shit got me a great job in manhattan so because <laughs> i was i was i was different
0: <laughs> oh my gosh you are definitely a pisces and when you just say when you rock the halle berry cut girl that was the haircut that yeah. i rocked in high school <laughs> and half of my 20s just that halle berry haircut girl that halle berry haircut was some hell <laughs>
1: Okay. 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 <laughs> you had to have the Halle Berry haircut. I even strolled, um, in, you know, through your pictures on on your page, and I saw like how versatile you were with your hairstyles, and you look beautiful in all of them. Well, I one picture you. that you have, you look, you welcome. One of the pictures that I saw of you, you actually look like one of my friends. It's actually scary. But I said, oh "My God, you guys look alike." But I said, "Look at the different." hairstyles that you have and they all go so well but yeah very very pretty very regal. I said that's nice you know I like to see women that embrace different styles and stuff like that but like we say it's about taking care of your hair it's a lot of patience when the first time I shaved my hair bald I didn't have patience I grew it out and then I put the texturizer again but the Mm. second time around I said we're gonna do this the right and then I documented it week after week after week I started rubbing argan oil on my head I mean you already saw our hair within a week started growing out um, it looked like a Caesar haircut in a way when it was growing out and, um, and I was trying to find different products I went on YouTube to do the, those natural hair journey videos which is mm-hmm. what helped me I watched a girl and I saw how she did the, the big chop and then how she grew it out and I was like once I saw how long her hair was, I was like, I took a scissor and I cut my bangs in the middle of the night. I was like, this is gone and we're shaving the rest. Like, I did it on purpose to know when I woke up, I had no choice but to shave it. <laughs> to shave the rest of it off. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> that that was so it. Nice. My hair is down to my back if like, I straighten it, but it's it's a lot to maintain, so I just keep it up in a bun or in a ponytail, or sometimes I'll leave it out curly. But it's too damn hot to have any hair out, honey.
0: Girl, what you talking about? Cause I have my little hair in three little pigtails, <laughs> and I put it up in a ponytail, but I can't. I have to adjust my ponytails and stuff because I noticed if I put it too high, my head started hurting. If I put it like in the middle, it. I'll, I'm down for the count. So I had to low slump, I had to low sling my um, ponytail. Because, girl, it is way too hot. It is super hot to be cute and everything. Girl, I put some rollers, the flex rods in there. I said, oh, okay, let me be cute with my little curls and stuff. Nope. <laughs> that humidity no. said, oh, no, There some, not today, girl. We're not going to have no curls. <laughs> not today, Satan. Not today. That's just, how it was. Just, That's yeah. how it was. We said, not today, not today. But um, I like to thank you, <laughs> girl, We are talking like shoot. We this is our first meet. in, like shoot. We yeah. already we already there. We already there. Look, I I wish you could see me, without. Oh, we already there, girl. We already there. <laughs> that's that, that
1: that's how that's how we do it. That's how I am. You know, like we can chat. We can chat about anything. I'm down with it. You know,
0: cool as a cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, thank you for joining me, the Random Horror Show, and I am so excited <laughs> to have Christine Germain. Um, uh, she is the author of the <laughs> Brothers Curse Saga Books and Books. I'm telling you, I haven't got into this <laughs> Of course, you know, let our let our podcast listeners know who you are. Okay. They already know who you are, but let them know who you are.
1: All right. Well, first and foremost, the phone was cutting off. So I didn't hear too much of the introduction. So I do want to thank you for having me on. This is really exciting. So like I'm just happy that I got to meet you on Instagram. So I definitely want to thank you for inviting me on this podcast so um, so as you know I'm Christine M Germain I am the award winning author of the brothers first uh, saga uh, series <laughs> um, I've been uh, I've been writing since I was 11 years old um, I am a film major and uh, I've studied literature and also right now screenwriting so I um, yeah, uh, I've had a p- passion for writing stories at a very young age, and I'm hoping to uh, to pursue something really big uh, with my series and just, you know, my, my creative uh, work.
0: <laughs> well, you're doing a fantastic job. Thank um, you. <laughs> you really are, and plus you're a filmmaker and great writing. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> like that is like some typical Pisces stuff because <laughs> we always want to dip dive in so many things, but but yeah. I love that, you know, the creativity that you have and like you uh you started writing at a young age. And I think that is so wonderful because uh that's how stories get started is
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: when you write at a young age, you know. It's not mm-hmm. like, well, I went to the uh, to the pond and we fished. You, mm-hmm. I can tell you was like very imaginative, and in that mm-hmm. instead of just like taking just one simple thing, like you could just look at a scene and you just write like this whole four page of like mm-hmm. the animals and the trees and you throwing in <laughs> all the
2: characters.
0: And I, yeah. I love, I love that. I love that creativity. Um, right there, but um, you're also I'm just gonna say it like this you are also nominated uh for Indie Story Geek, uh, for people to and uh, just fell down. My uhura her doll just fell down. <laughs> are you okay? Are you okay, girl? <laughs> I'm like, what just happened? But you're <laughs> but you're nominated for your brother's curse book and um and if people if you want to go and uh vote for um christine you can go into um indie story geek and um the brother's curse is nominated and and y'all go vote 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 and everything yes vote. Wow. because <laughs> i'm just saying like this this book Woo! (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot (laughs) it is it's it's a lot so like what is the inspiration of you uh just writing the brothers first uh saga series like what is the inspiration all behind that and i know we had some um private conversations Mm -hmm. there's a lot of a lot of demonology in this, Mary. Thing you deal with, demons, and, and you know, a lot of times there's uh books that vampires, werewolves, uh, mm-hmm. it's always like that main thing that yeah. people uh, go to. But you yeah. have actually made demons sexy. <laughs> I like the way you
1: say that
0: <laughs> you did, you made demons sexy. And, uh, low key. Um, I find werewolves. That's my number one gem. Sexy mm-hmm. and demon.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that was. Um, I think. Well, for me, when I was younger, um, I liked scary movies, but at the same time, I was scared of them. So if I watched it, I was always crying at the end, running to my parents' room. You know my grandparents will want to sleep with them, and they're like, "Stop watching it, and you won't get scared." But I was just always mm-hmm. curious. And you know, um, I remember when I started, like even with werewolves, American Werewolf in London, it was one of my favorite movies um, when I was younger. I loved that. That I loved Wishmaster. Um, I liked. I loved The Exorcist. I loved anything that had to do with demon um, possession. Nine Seven Six Evil, which they mm-hmm. rarely play, but that was another movie that I loved. The Gate with the little creatures that were underneath the house.
0: <laughs> oh, man, that, that movie was cold-blooded. Oh, that was scary. Yes.
1: Yeah, that was that was really creepy for me, you know, that something like that could be hidden underneath the soils of someone's home. That's the same thing as Poltergeist. So with those movies when I was younger, I had this fascination with demons. But when the mm-hmm. Brothers curse came about was that um, one night I was watching TV, And um, I stumbled upon sleepwalkers. Um, And, you know, they they had a make for TV. So they didn't show everything. You know, back in the day, they would cut parts out so Mm -hmm. that it would, you know, it was a certain running time like on regular television. So when I watched it, you know, when I saw the actor Brian Cross, I was like, well, you know, (laughs) I said, this is a good looking guy, but he's like super evil. He's like the shapeshifter. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and and him and his mother wanted to, you know, um, you know, they wanted to take the souls of young girls. Um, I guess it was to preserve their existence. I think it was the thing that Brian Cross was the son and he had to extract the souls of the young women and then he would put them into his mother that way that she can keep her youth and stay young Mm -hmm. um and then there was a lot of incest stuff going on between the mother and the Mm -hmm. son at that age i didn't really understand too much of that what was going on with how they had to kind of procreate to keep their existence going but there was something about the lore of the shapeshifters and the fact that cats were their worst enemies even though they were shapeshifter demon Mm -hmm. cats but mm-hmm. cats were the ones that would pretty much put them non-existent. They would destroy their kind. Um, mm-hmm. I was fascinated by that. But not only that, you know, when I saw the, the the antagonist, I said to myself, and this is at twelve years old. I said, "What if, what if that was me as the the young girl that he was pursuing?" And you know, the shapeshifter guy comes into town. And he's after my soul. Now, this is what I came up with, that he was after my soul. Kind of similar to that. And that he mm-hmm. had a brother that was after me, too. There's two brothers. They were after my soul so they can resurrect their father. So, mm-hmm. I was like, whoa! This sounds really cool, and I said, "Well, you know what? Let me write this." And the fact of the matter is that when I, you know, as a young girl, especially like growing up as a teenager, preteen in the 1990s, we never really saw ourselves as like African American women in these kind of like positions and these kind of movies. And I said, "Well, I would want to see a girl that looks like me in this kind of story." So that's when the brothers first first came about, um, and then I started to write ideas, and I started it when I was 12. And, um, you know, year after year, I would, you know, write things down and, you know, anytime I had an idea, I would write it down in my notebook and stuff. And it was a short story and I didn't finish it until I was 19. Mm-hmm. So after I was, uh, after I finished it, I wanted to rewrite it because I felt like something was missing in the book. I said, it was just too cliche that the mm-hmm. demon is trying to take my soul. How many horror movies do we know where someone's trying to take somebody's soul, you know, um, so, to me, it was very boring, it was very cliche, and I said, well, there's something missing, and I don't want to use, I don't want to use this soul-extracting type story, um, and if I can't figure out how to write it, then I'm just going to put it away, which is what I did for 20 some years. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Until four years ago, um, you know, I was at work, and I said, well, you know what, um, let me try to rewrite this story, because I lost it in 2012, I lost uh, um, okay. my home. Uh, so I had to start this book from scratch. Oh, only yeah, for uh, only memories of what I had of the story. And then when I met a friend of mine, I was working as a nurse. All like around her, every day she would have a different uh, song, and uh, she put me onto the amethyst. And I found out that the amethyst is actually an astrological. Uh, not it's like um, not astrological, but it's our it's our song for Pisces.
0: Yeah, it is. I have two of them. Yeah. I'm holding yeah. one of them right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was when I realized that when I saw the stone and I said, this is so beautiful. And then when I did some research on it, I said, like, oh, wow, that's our stone for the Pisces. And, um, and I said, that was the missing piece. I said, well, why don't we use the stone as the prop to where we keep the father inside mm-hmm. and not the, the sons have to extract the father and 24 entities from this stone that the girl is wearing as a pendant. And I said, here we go, we got a story. And then I I sat down and I said, "Um, if I had to sit in a theater and and watch this as a movie, how would I see it start? And from there, that's how I wrote the movie. And I just visualized every single thing, the atmosphere, the scenery, everything. And I wrote it as if I was writing writing a, a screenplay in a way and that's how the story came about and and here we are.
0: <laughs> hey, here we are with this. And you did not let up like there is like no boundaries on the way how like on the way how you had these kills and it's it's mm-hmm. very gory and um <laughs> the macabre of it and I, I i mean i was sitting there reading i was like damn oh my god Shit! she ain't even let up on this right here hot that i'm like oh i'm like whoo and i love and i love that i love when i read any like like poor literature mm-hmm. and i i noticed that some authors a little different, um, especially uh, whenever you have a character, you know, you're killing them off, or, you know, mm-hmm. you describe them the grisly uh, murder of like the, the, the demon or, you mm-hmm. know, or a vampire, or whatever like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some of them play it safe, but you did not play it safe uh, within this series. You did not play mm-hmm. it safe. I mean, down mm-hmm. to the way they skin them and 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 the and the and and i'm and then then this this liquid yellow liquid coming out i'm like oh my god (laughs) yeah yeah i was like you know that i'm like you you really giving them a night you really giving a reader a nightmare and and heart palpitations and may have to go to the er with and i was like i was like she ain't been a gift she is not going to let this go. Like, and that's what, that's what I loved about this. I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Baby. Yeah.
1: But don't forget, <laughs> but you know, but you know what, at the same time, you know, not only with the scares, but you know, cause I, you know, I always read that people say, you know, it's gory and stuff. And I said, well, let's not forget the story and what it's about. Because right. a lot of horror authors just feel like it's just about the scares, about the gore, it's about the killing, is about... No, this to me, yeah, it's about that. But along the way, this is a story. And this is a story about this young woman that's caught up in something that she didn't ask to be caught up in.
2: Right. And
1: on top of that, in the midst of trying to protect... And finding out about this necklace, everyone around her is suffering, um, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, these murders and stuff but there there's a reason for all of these murders happening it's just not not out of the whim and we find out why these young men went missing and why these demons were eating men i spoilers but come on now this book has been out almost two years <laughs> i will right, spoil right. the second book for you but it's okay to talk to what? talk about it at this point you know Um, But, you know, there was a reason for them doing that. And that was to preserve their own existence and they could only eat men. So, Mm -hmm. you know, most of the time when you when you watch a horror movie, it's always about a woman being the one being attacked and being victimized. But this time, this is men being victimized. We don't know why are they victimizing men? Why are men are the ones really mostly being the ones that are killed in skin? And we find out why. We find out that these demons have to exist by eating young men. And it's between a certain age. Because they don't Mm -hmm. need to eat anyone, I think, past 20-something years old. Mm -hmm. Um, It's to preserve their youth. And also, when they do um, eat these young men, uh, they can also shapeshift into them.
0: You That's can right. shape
1: shift, yeah, yeah. You can shape into anyone that you eat or that you come in contact with, for you know, even a short period of time. If you interact with someone, you can actually shape shift into them. And that was something that was pretty creepy about these brothers is, mm-hmm. that, um, <laughs> is that one of them you can clearly see, you clearly knew who one of them was, but the second one was a little bit more um, a mysterious and very calculating and very vindictive.
0: Yes, yes, and that brother yeah. right there. Um, I, I, I was like, cause, I, okay, you know, Jason, you know, like, I was like, yeah. all right, you know, we, we, we see like how his uh reaction, you know, mm-hmm. his uh, uh intentions with the main character Crystal, and then mm-hmm. what happened? He fall in love with the girl. He fall in love, so you got some, you got some romance with it. But mm-hmm. uh, but like you said, you got to understand the story. Yes, it's like very gory, scary, everything else like that. And mm-hmm. um, and she did not ask for all this. She really mm-hmm. did. And um, with all these murders, I mean, she has to not only deal with grieving the grieving process of her parents. You know,
2: mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, she
0: back to this small town because. Mm-hmm all of this, this craziness that's like been happening and mm-hmm. then she's finding out more that she has a, an importance of why yeah. all of this is going on um mm-hmm. even her Terrence I love how you uh wrote Terrence and everything because I couldn't stand his ass <laughs> but we found out like Terrence is is a demon you know yeah, and everything yeah. And when you said that uh, touching or being in contact with somebody, I mean, the professor, that yeah. threw me off. Okay, that threw me off. But well, we know at the end of
1: the day that he wasn't a demon. He was killed right. and someone right. shapeshifted into him. Exactly. So a lot of people, yeah, some people thought that he was the demon. I was like, if you pay attention to this scene with him and the, the ant, because um, the aunt was 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 secretly seeing him. Because in the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, the aunt was dating someone, he just didn't know who. And when mm-hmm. you found out that she was dating him, at the end, you see that the demon actually crossed over his body when he was mm-hmm. leaving the back kitchen. So he knew he died. And someone was already prepared, killed him, shape-shifted into him, and was waiting. You know, it's, this person was at least 20 or 30 steps ahead of what
0: was happening
1: and knew, you know. What was gonna
0: happen next. Yeah. Yes. And see, and that that was a big surprise right there, because I'm like, all right, (laughs) you know, the professor, you know, he was cool and everything. Mm -hmm. And like Mm -hmm. when she got there and then he started talking crazy. I said, Oh, hold up. (laughs) And the way how oh and the way how he killed i said lord jesus not the ain't i said no ain't ain't no ain't no my, uh, my heart my heart just sank i said not, not, not that ain't and it was and, and i like the dynamic that you know crystal got into it with her and you know, she's oh, yeah. mad at her aunt, mm-hmm. and, and she's, like, super pissed off. And, and I'm kind of, like, Crystal, like, hold on. Like, I'm just, like, hold on, baby. You know, your aunt, you know, she she's just doing what your mama said. You know, yeah. and, and she doesn't really, you know, and everything. Yeah. You know, the first yeah. the firstborn, and I understand your angle. But I was, like, but don't, but don't do your auntie like that, baby. Baby, don't do your auntie. I was like that. Don't do your auntie like that, baby. she. This is so. I'm like, yeah. This is so much to to, to digest. But, baby, don't do like that. Yeah, that was I was like, oh lord. And then the I said, oh lord. The he got killed, and this girl, oh lord. That's what. Oh my heart. But, 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 shoot. I'm telling you, your characters are like. I, li- I, like, I, really I like. I like your characters. I really do. Thank like you, uh the sons and stuff because like yeah (laughs) booty hole and i was just like why why y'all tripping on your daddy like that like we know how like your dad we know how he is but i was just like why y'all tripping on your dad
1: yeah philip philip was the one that had more of a big mouth and just didn't really get along with him too much but you find out because i put a little bit like of a backstory how like their family's kind of whatever because their mom left the father um, mm-hmm. many years prior when they were younger. So you get a huge backstory with, sh- you know, Sheriff Mills, Justin, and Phillip. So you get a backstory with them. There's a lot of surprises
0: in this. You're not, not even ready for that. <laughs> There's so much. You know what? <laughs> hey, I, you know what? You say it like that, I think I am ready. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I
1: mean, Ty, Tyrone just Tyrone just finished it and he was just like
2: <laughs> really?
0: <laughs> really? They- Dead, dead. Oh, yeah. Tyro react, uh, reaction like that, then yes, it's the second book real good. <laughs> no, it's,
1: it's, I love it. This is actually my sixth time rereading it right now. I'm almost done because I want to read the third one. I haven't read the third one since I published it mm-hmm. um, last month. And um, the third one takes you on a wild ride that you can't even imagine. It's the longest book in the series and I hold no bars with that book. And it's not really about gore. It's really a a story of just, uh, I can't even, I can't even get into it, but it's really This story story is coming about. I'm working on book four right now. Um, And uh, yeah, I just got my book cover. I can't wait to reveal it next year. And I want to reveal the book title at the end of this year. And um, I'm just really excited. I mean, this actually turned into a, a whole universe. When I was little, it was only a standalone book. It was only one book. Even four years ago when I finished it, it was supposed to be that, that's it. At the end, I was going to have Crystal kill Jason. But then I thought about it, and then I started getting all these visions and, you know, turning her into this manipulative evil person, you know, because now we know that she's being possessed by Mastema and all these demons. So she's been being possessed by 25 demons now. So I don't even have to tell you what's going <laughs> to how Girl. Crystal changes and what she does and and how everyone around Like in danger, pretty much. And there's people that get sh- turned into shapeshifters that you wouldn't even guess. I mean, it's pretty wild. <laughs> it's bad.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the reason why I was just like, yes. This right here, and especially at the end where uh, Jason, he was like, oh gosh, are you okay? It yeah. these- is... Surprise! It's, it's like it's like dope like off of uh is Surprise motherfucker, and it was a, it was a dad. Daddy's back. I said, oh, I said, oh, they gave me a heart attack right there. It like surprise, <laughs> motherfucker. But it was like the dad, you know, inhabiting her body because she crushed the uh the uh, the yeah. of, her, uh, yeah. inside of her yeah, and that is like that that move right there. It was like, what is she doing? But then again, I got to thinking about. It. I said, "Oh, it's gonna be some more chaos down the road." I said, "I can
1: Yeah,
0: because she was told
1: wait. she was told not like from her mother. Her mother wrote in the letter to not take off the stone, no matter what. And in in this book that Trey had found, the book mm-hmm. of the you know the tale of the brothers. And she reads it and it only warns to not take off the necklace, that the whole point of the brothers extracting the father from the stone is that they have to take the necklace off of her, kill her and then dip the stone in her blood. But she has to be dead for them to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, So but then she's wondering, well, what happens if I bleed while the stone, while I'm wearing the necklace? What happens Mm -hmm. if, if the blood touches it while I'm wearing it? And then Mm. that's when she, at the end, at the towards the end of the book, she's like, well, F it, you know, like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do this and see what happens. But it backfired. And I mean, the, and then the worst part about it is that Tilly knew, you know, and then you meet Tilly, the old lady from the beginning that was learning and (laughs) the Southern, the Southern bell.
0: She (laughs) tickled me. She came up in the police station. I was like... (laughs) <laughs> yeah she came I, like, I love this little old lady, Tilly, and everything. And 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 come to find out, uh, what what's her name, Simone? That's her Simone, grandmother. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's they were Grandmother, and then come to find out, uh, Simone and Crystal and her sister, uh, yeah, they're they're cousins. Yeah, I was like, what? Y'all can't fault. Y'all didn't know this. <laughs> And then I got to thinking about Papa was a rolling yeah stone. Yeah. It, yeah. it was the third of September. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. I said they didn't I said they didn't even know they were killed folks. I said, like, that's wild right there. That was pretty wild, but but yeah. also um what do you uh like from you? You know, you being a black woman, and like representation, like of in horror literature and stuff. Like, what is your expectations, and how do you see uh um, black women, you know, uh in horror, like literature, um art medium, um television, movies, things like that. Especially you, you know, writing um, mm-hmm. horror literature, and you know, when I mm-hmm. uh found out that la banks and octavia butler were like uh, black women horror writers and this was like back in mm-hmm. 2015 15 mm-hmm. i was so mm-hmm. pissed because i was like you know what i'm late to the game but how come we're not you know black women in literature horror literature is not exposed like it mm-hmm. is you know we're coming you know it's coming out but mm-hmm. it's been around like how do you feel about that well, you know, even with
1: me, you know, I've always been looking to read more work from um, African-American female um, writers and horror writers, and it has been such a struggle. And um, I think even when you have like Octavia Butler and I, I think uh, there was another um, I, I always butcher her name, but is Tannin Narive do? Is that her name? Ta- Tannin? Me, du? Oh, uh, She's from like from Horror Noir. I'm always butchering her name, but she seems like really, really nice um, lit, uh, woman. Um, she also writes some horror, and she created Horror Noir. And you don't really hear... I mean, a lot of people buy her books or Octavia Butler, and that's the thing. Um, not a lot of us are being exposed, and it all stems down to the fact that um, we've been told that we're not marketable. And that's why we don't see enough of us because I guess they feel that we won't sell as much as our, you know, white counterpart. Like we won't sell as much as let's say a white female horror writer. Um, I don't really know why. Um, I do believe that in time, uh, we will be seen more and heard more, but I think within the community, that's where it starts. And I think that in our community, we need to be able to kind of discover each other and share each other and put the word out. That's the only way that we're going to be known. You know, at the end of the day, um, we want to be seen, you know, and we want to be heard. But at the same time, we're, we're being kept hidden, right. you know, even by the same people that want to that want to see more of us are the ones that are keeping us um, hidden. And, you know, when I was younger, I saw that as a problem. Uh, When I was 11, 12 years old, you know, um, I, I felt that as a little girl, that, um, you know, I'm watching all of these different movies and seeing a white female protagonist and in, you know, in these situations. And I said, Well, why can't we see more of us. I remember speaking Tyrone, and he spoke of Abby, and I've never seen that before. I actually watched a little bit of it um, on YouTube. It's pretty crazy, you know, her being possessed by sexual demons, but to me, like, it was pretty cool seeing that, you know? It was kind of like this hippie 70s jive-type horror-esque movie, but Mm -hmm. I loved the character, you know? I mean, she was badass, but um, you know, I think that that it was okay. Like, I guess we accepted that you know, like in the 80s and the 70s and the 90s that, it, you know, it was the norm to not see us in those positions, in those roles, you know, playing these characters. Most of them are always victimized. We never really saw too much of the strong protagonists except for in the Halloweens and the screams. But we want to see a Black woman because a Black woman has the same potential to give you um to, 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 to give you that sense of, you know, um, yeah, this is a strong woman and she's powerful and she can kick ass and, you know, we can do that too, but when are we going to actually get that chance to be exposed in that way? And I think that's where it came from with me and in my dreams and in my book, you know, yeah, I was a little girl that had a dream, you know, that, uh, this was something that I wanted to do. I just didn't know how I was going to implement any of this, you know? Um, And I feel like uh, I had an epiphany Mm at 37 years old. There were so many other things I wanted to do. And somehow God steered me to this. It was just kept pushing me. And if you asked me if I was able to do this 10 years ago, I would have said, hell no. There's no possible way I could rewrite this story. I don't even know where to start. And I took one standalone book and turned it into a complete universe. And I, I feel like at the end of the day, my job as a Black woman is to make sure that I if I could be the first black woman self publishing author to get this story out, I'm gonna do what I can to get it out because it will be out. I I want women of color to be able to embrace this. There's too much of us embracing stories, you know, that don't um that don't properly, you know, just it just they don't show us, you know, in in in, in a right in, 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 in a way that we want to be seen, you know, like I was reading a book, um, by a popular male, white male author, and he killed off the black girl and she was the strongest character. She was the strongest character. She's actually the one that helped out to, to, to keep these, these other white girls alive. And he killed her off. He killed her off and used her as a prop in the story where everyone was just trying to find out who killed her and everything like that. And I said, really? I, we couldn't keep this one black girl going and I didn't even finish the story because I said this is this is bullshit I said I, I don't want to read this you know and I was in a, I was in a book club you know when I was the only black girl in the book club and I said and I told him I said I can't read this because they killed a black girl off I don't think a lot of these girls understood <laughs> where I was coming from and I didn't really care I just said I'm not reading this book anymore I'm not doing it because we're not being represented in in the right way we're represented as hood represented as as uh you know, just trash. And that's mm-hmm. not what we are. That's not that's not who we are. That's not what we are. You know, melanin women are very beautiful. We're very strong, we, you know, just persevere. And um, that's something that I show in my character, Crystal. Yeah, she's not perfect. And mm-hmm. yeah, she's a, she's a strong protagonist, but she makes mistakes just like everybody else. But she learns from those mistakes and she figures out a way to make things better. And that's what I love about her. And I want a lot of women, even more women of color to embrace this character and and, and to read about her, you know? Because as you keep going going with this novel, you're just gonna be like, you know, this girl needs to be the final girl. Where's our black final girl, you know? Like our real, real deal black final girl. And that's my job to make sure that that happens one day. And I'm not gonna stop till that, that happens to get this story out, to get this character out, to show that any black women can, you know, create a story, and, and that we're going to be seen
0: more. That's just the whole point, you know? Yeah, for real. It is. Because, I mean, I don't even blame you for not continuing that book appealing to the Black girl. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, what? That don't even make sense. I'll put that damn book <laughs> down so fast. But, you yeah. know, it, I, and, I, and I looked up the lady that you was talking, Tanavir Dew? Mm-hmm. I'll okay, tell you, yeah. I'll be chopping her name up. Oh <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> just slaughtering her name just to just yeah, I, I don't just mean to do i just looked her up but you know um we do like like in like what you just said like i can i could not stand how they represent us in care you know as characters movies television everything else it's two-dimensional like you said we we look like trash and or we like hood or, or we mm-hmm. we so feeble minded and and i was just like what you know i'm just like mm-hmm. and i'm just like it, it's more to us than just these stereotypical roles that they uh write for black women
2: and mm-hmm.
0: um you know, even, grow, you know, we're around the same age and, you know, of the movies and stuff, like you said, the horror movies, we just didn't see enough of us. Um, mm-hmm. I was watching, what uh, was like Nightmare on Elm Street, was it, uh, not Dream Warriors, but uh, it was the fourth one where they mm-hmm. killed off the main girl and then here comes Alice and she had um, a friend, it was this uh, black chick, she was the oh, yeah black chick. Was that and, the, uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and, and and when you and you and you got so interested in her, but mm-hmm. they wrote her just as thin as like the whole plot of the movie, and mm-hmm. you know the only thing they would remember her is when Freddie got to her and she was um having an asthma attack and he's like, "Want to suck face, bitch," and that was it. That's <laughs> all we knew of her, and mm-hmm. I was just like, I was more interested in her than fucking Alice you know what I'm saying I, and even yeah. though Alice was the main protagonist I mm-hmm. was like I don't care about Alice she's boring like Brady can kill her but I was mm-hmm. more interested in a black girl yeah because when,
1: yeah when we see when we see each other um, when we see ourselves like in, 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 in a character in these movies we get excited I don't think people really realize that I think that white people can't say that they can't sit. I'm saying because they're all over the place but as a black person you'll right. never understand that feeling when you see another actual black actor black character um, uh, in these movies how excited how how your eyes just light up when you see yourself you know in that character and you're like yeah 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 you know you'll they'll never experience that that feeling it, it it just takes you somewhere when you see that you're just so happy but it doesn't last one
0: <laughs> no it doesn't and i wrote an article about uh you know black women in horror and and one of the main points that i pointed out is that we either play a stereotypical role you know mm-hmm. the sassy neck popping you know sidekick you know mm-hmm. or we get killed like within 10-15 minutes of the um you know of the movie or mm-hmm. we just push back as background and just fade away,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and 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 I and I noticed that in the horror genre, and
2: mm-hmm. it was
0: sometimes that I wanted to give up and not watch horror because of that,
2: mm-hmm. but
0: I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm gonna keep sticking to watching horror, but I know somewhere down in the future, mm-hmm. somebody gonna pop up and gonna mm-hmm.
2: represent it. Mm-hmm
0: is going to do that and um, Angela Bassett uh, she did that now um, mm-hmm. Grace Jones did a movie called Vamp I remember that but her uh, it, it was okay like it was okay it was a fun kooky you know little weird movie mm-hmm. a vampire
2: mm-hmm. but
0: it was just it was just oh it's just Grace Jones playing you know being herself and everything as a vampire mm-hmm. it wasn't like any type of uh, substance with her character yeah and, um and it wasn't really a lot of black women during the eighties that uh was in horror movies, and if it was it was they got killed like on uh what was like uh Friday thirteenth uh new blood with Jason with the girl who had the uh the telekinesis powers mm-hmm. uh, those two those two black characters got killed mm-hmm. um of course um you know we had King K in nightmare not uh yeah nightmare on elm street dream warriors Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. now he was fleshed out but guess what they killed him off
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um god it's like a few that we just it was far in between in the 80s but it was just either you killed off or you just faded in the background but i mean um, we weren't
1: we weren't we weren't valued In these type of, in in those type of movies. And even if, like, when I watched horror noir, um, even the actors that played in these, um, well-known actors that played in these movies said how, you know, these weren't characters they wanted to play, but because they needed a check, they took, they took the role. So even though we sit here and, of course, we say, well, you know, we're depicted in this way, think about it the writers of this movie directors whatever they put this together they create this character mm-hmm. but it is the actor that that takes these roles you know so yes, they 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 allow themselves take on these roles that are demeaning even though they don't want to they have to because they need to survive and that's the whole thing in the film industry is that people will take whatever they got to take so they can put food on the table even though they don't like it and they don't accept how they're being um, you know they're being put out there and we've seen it over and over again decades and decades we've seen it in in um Uh, Scream, you know, Scream 2, Jada Pinkett, you know, and uh, dies in the beginning. You know, what was it with, with, uh, was it um, Omar Epps?
0: Yeah, Omar And they
1: they died in the beginning. And then you had Elise Neal, which obviously was the friend, the sidekick of Sydney. You know, but of course they killed her off. Such a strong character. Loved her. Just had this sass, was great energy. And of course they had to kill her off. Pretty much like, and then they killed off um, the the black guy that was uh, played uh, Rudy's best friend in Cosby Show, he was in Scream Three, and he yes. played Randy uh, for the Stab movie, and he got killed as well. So it was so, like we we just were not like valued. Well, actually, no, I forgot his name. Uh, he's the, I think that was was that Tisha Campbell's uh, husband. He played the uh, camera Dwayne guy Dwayne in March. Scream Two. Yeah, that he yes. uh, played yes. the camera guy uh, for Gale yep, Weather. Dwayne so Dwayne he March. actually. Yep. He actually survived, but he survived because he dipped out after, like, after Randy died. He was like, yeah, I'm done with this. Like, I'm not. And then he came back. He came yeah. back to for his job. And she's like, where have you been? And he's like, "Uh, yeah, we don't survive in this shit. I'm out. So he was the smartest person to leave and then come back at the end and he survived. So that was funny. I, I enjoyed that. But, um, but, you know, this is where, like, you know, even when you see Jordan Peele, which what I love about him, because, you know, when I watched Get Out to see that two black men got out of this situation um, alive and was able to survive this debacle of crap, you know, that was going on in, in this little town or whatever. Um, I said, yeah, we have somebody, but we're not going to only have Jordan Peele. We have Jordan Peele opening these doors a little bit, and I think it's because of the death of Wes Craven that now he's able to kind of get, you know? Sometimes some doors have to close in order for other doors to open. It's just unfortunate that we lost you know, a really great film director, you know, um, of, of all time. You know, Wes Craven was absolutely phenomenal. Um, and uh, but there's certain things with him uh, also uh, that uh, that I did some research on, especially like a black, the black movie that he did, The Serpent and the Rainbow, which dealt in Haiti. But that's another topic for another day. But um, but I feel like because when he passed away, it was like an opening for Jordan Peele as a yeah. black man to kind of like put his creativity out there, which he didn't even think that they, they would put his work out there like that. You know, he was taking a chance. Um, and, and for me, I hope that that opens doors for women like me who, you know, is in like the whole screenwriting and I'm just in the beginning of that, you know, in a film major and uh, wanting to do something and producing film and stuff with, uh, with stories Um, such as this and having more of a diversity. And that's another thing that I push a lot, um, Mm -hmm. you know, on, on my pages with my stories um, Mm -hmm. is diversity, which is so important because not only do I have black characters, I have white characters. um, I have Asian characters, Hispanic characters, and I try to implement, you know, just a mixture of people because I believe the brother's curse doesn't only attract one um, type of, you know, one group of people. Um, Sometimes you read these horror books and a lot of these horror stories only attract just one group of people. Mm -hmm. Now, if you go to a lot of people's pages, you go on Instagram, you won't see a lot of them having pictures of black people holding their books. You'll see a lot of whites. You go on The Brothers Curse, The Brothers Curse is a book that unites everyone. You have right. blacks, you have a black woman, you have a black man, you have a white man, you have a white woman, you have his Hispanic LGBTQ, which is what I add to the book too. We have Trey, who is not just your typical gay guy, you know, he has a little bit of sass, but he also has, you know, uh, you know, a very strong male characteristic, kind of like uh uh Lafayette from True Blood, you know? He has like you know just that 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 feminine, but also that you know don't mess with me, and that's a very strong character. I mean, this guy goes through a lot of hell, you know.
0: Um, yeah, he actually <laughs> does. Trey do go through so much. I was like, and I'm so glad he came out alive. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! I was like, baby, no! Oh my god! Oh. But Lafayette, uh, played by the late, uh, what's his name, um, Ellis Nelson. Yeah, and he was, you know, he wasn't really a a character character uh, in the books, mm-hmm. but uh, but since like uh, you know, HBO adapted, you know, Charlene Harris' The Southern Vampire Mysteries, and they mm-hmm. just like Lafayette was just like this character like in the show, but everybody loved Lafayette, and it just took off. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was like you could see more of Lafayette. You see uh, more of Tara. Tara wasn't, you know, in the books. She wasn't black, but mm-hmm. um, but she's black in the show. Uh, mm-hmm. What is what is their girl name? She's on what's that? What's the show? Queen Sugar something like I haven't Queen I, Sugar. I, yeah, 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 I haven't seen, seen that yet. Yeah, she's in. The, she yeah, she plays. I forgot the girl name, and it was like very strong in my mind, and it just like. Brrr, but uh <laughs> but I love how she played Tara. she really did play the heck out of terror. And I was like, Oh, she mm-hmm. got that old country, that country oh, is yeah. down yeah, hard. She, does. she <laughs> does. I she does. I love
1: her interaction, you know, with her and Nafia being cousins. And I just you know, to me, true blood was to me was it had that little bit of like that diversity, you know, with her mom all acting all crazy and then she turned into some like church lady <laughs> sure. towards the end and it's you know, I didn't like the fact that Tyra died at, at the last season. I hate the last season. I just want to make that clear.
0: <laughs> Not I, my favorite season at all. <laughs> I like stopped watching it because, like, it just seems like it's just like gratuitous sex, 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 kill, mm-hmm. sex. I'm just like, come on, where's the story at? and everything else? Mm-hmm. Because like at first it came out like, oh, it little sexy, sexy, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, shit, you know, how our skills and everything else. Mm-hmm. But then it just got extremely just repetitive mm-hmm. with the with the sex. And I'm just like, look, if I just want to mm-hmm. watch porn, I just go watch me a porn. <laughs> I just watch vampires and the whole story and mm-hmm. a bill and god dang Sookie. No, got on no. my fucking nerves with all that. Ah, I'm like, by this time, Heffel, like, you've got these fame powers. You should, yeah. like, get your ass out. Uh, uh, uh some shit this time you us like lord have mercy i said she just got on my damn nerves and so i just yeah. watched the other characters and just you know just put a block on sookie's ass and everything because she i mean i love anna paquin and stuff but god dog she just got on my fucking nerves playing sookie's i met
1: ass. i met i met her we did oh you a, we, have we-
0: yeah, we danced
1: together at uh a, at a, a ballet studio in Manhattan and I'm uh here. and that was the first time I, I met her many moons ago when she played Rogue um on X-Men. Uh, I was like twenty one. I'm like the same age as her and I realized it was her and it's like hi <laughs> And then we had to do like this like duo like twirl or whatever, like this pirouette dance thing and stuff. But she dipped really quick, but she was nice when we were dancing, we were like chatting a little bit and I was like, yeah, she's mad cool. So. <laughs>
0: She, I, I mean I know she is mad. I can tell she is mad cool and yeah. like and she does she does I mean she's been acting ever since the piano. Mm-hmm. You know, that was like her debut uh movie around like eleven years old. Mm-hmm. You know, she started off as a child actor. But, yeah. uh, but she she got on my nerves as playing Suki. She played the hell out of Suki, but I was just like, oh Suki, but you know, like Anna Pacquiao, she really did, she she's a wonderful actress. But, yeah. Um, she played a little much. bit
1: too much of the damsel in distress. I I yeah, think she that really did. Yeah. Yeah, my only favorite season, and I just bought this on eBay because I couldn't find it anywhere else, was season four, and that was with Marnie when she was, like... When <laughs> she was making, like... When she was, like, possessing the vampires and making them go out in the sun. <laughs> and she turned Eric into, like, this sap, and that's when, like, Sookie and Eric had sex throughout the whole damn season until, like, sh- uh, um, Sookie zapped him with her fae powers, and then he went back to Eric Eric ways of being, like like, this... <laughs> Sookie's bitch. <laughs> it was such a good, good, like, um, season. Like, I love that season so much. But yeah, I mean, she was too much of a damsel in distress for me.
0: But that day, that day, Marnie was something else. And you know, that uh, the actress who played it, that's mm-hmm. Petunia off of uh, the Harry Potter. I was like, look at you, Petunia. You finally got your powers. Even though you skip Hogwarts, you done went to somewhere else. She was on Passions. Yes, yeah, she
1: was. She, played, she was she she was the Butch that was with the 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 one that was obsessed with Louise. She used to date Louise, the one with the what was her name with the short black hair. She was crazy. She was the one that hit Sheridan in the basement while she was oh. pregnant with Louise's kid. What was her name? And it was her and Marnie, and Marnie was the Butch. Remember with the grandmother and stuff, and they were trying to hide. Like um, they were trying they were hiding like Sheridan. Oh my God. no yes
2: oh
0: my god oh my god i know oh oh i forgot i forgot the name of the lady but i know exactly what you talk because she did damn Uh, uh, oh Oh, god i forgot that oh crap i know who you talk because she was she was she girl she was looney tune she did she She I can see I see her. Face. Beth, Beth, Beth. I was just yeah, Googling. Yes. <laughs> she was, she was Looney Tuned and I oh. hey, Sheridan, it
2: of Louisa
0: mind. Yeah. And she kind of yeah. reminded me of of Lisa's Rena character from Days of Our Days Lives. Days of Our Lives. Yeah. Yeah. And she she reminded me of yeah. like the, the haircut and the beast on mm-hmm. lips and stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All those fillers, because
1: but- yeah. <laughs> that, that took me back when you were talking about passions. When I saw when I saw Marnie, I said, "Oh wow, she was the she was the butch that was helping Beth to because she liked Beth." And then you know when they kidnapped Sharon and put her in the basement, so it was just so funny to see her in that. And I could see that because she's always kind of like in these supernatural type you know, shows, and I I love that I saw her just in that character. I love anything with magic and witches, and and that's another thing I like to influence in my story, so, you know, you take so much when you watch, like, these shows, even a soap opera-like Passions with the drama, and, and, you know, Uh, mixed in and stuff like that I love a story you know there's so much you can do with a horror story and horror shouldn't just only be horror and that's why I implement thriller and mystery and romance and 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 just all these other things that you can't even put the brother's curse in one element it's just like it's, it's just filled with so much more you know and it's all about the story if I can take you to another world that you know kind of like like a soap opera type thing but with demons you know then that's mm-hmm. that's good you know that it's all it's just all about enjoying the ride i think people take reading stories you know so serious you know i don't know what people are looking for i think people look for Who's reading what, you know, and that must be popular because if that person likes it. And, and then then, you know, we have to get this book. And granted, yeah, the Brothers curse is out and people see it. And I know people would love to grab it, but, you know, <laughs> I don't think they want to give me the credit as a black woman. And I, that's where I that's where I say, how do how do we as as black content creators and black women in literature um, get our verse, voices heard and our names put out there? so people know who we are because I'm not writing just for myself. I'm writing for you. I'm writing for all those, those other black women, all, all different kind of women out there. You know, right. I saw a little girl, I saw a little girl that waved to me and, and she said, you're pretty. And I said, you're pretty too. And when I looked at her, I said, that's who I'm writing for, for little girls like that, you know, to see themselves in that character that really solidified myself as a writer is that that's who I'm writing for. You know, it's not just about making money because you don't make that much money. Not right now. Not in the beginning of, you know, your stages as as an author. My goal is to get the story out. It's how this story impacts, you know, someone like you, you know, you know, listening to how you felt about, you know, certain scenes in the book. I would love to watch the movie with you. Like, if this turned into a movie, you know, you got to come in and watch it with me.
0: <laughs> hold up, hold up, gotta... hold up. I was going to ask you, can I be an extra? <laughs> of Girl, of course you could
1: be an extra. And I'm not kidding. Like, I'm real, I'm here to put, to add, you know, people that I meet, you know, like, it's all about us bond, like, coming together. And, of course, I, I definitely can have you as an extra. There's so many different, like, parts and different scenes and stuff like that. I, I already don't have one. one. Oh. You know, I can, I can add, I can add you. That's what we're looking for. Thank <laughs> that, that.
0: Okay, then you always keep me about and stuff. I, I'm, I'm ready for Eddie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, but, that's uh, the...
0: but you know, like you know, um, you know, for me, just being, um, you know, a podcaster, and like you said, like for us to like push through through the forefront of us being recognized mm-hmm. you know i didn't get into like podcasting just because oh um i can make so much money off of this it it mm-hmm. it wasn't all about that it was more mm-hmm. about the art it's mm-hmm. more about me as being the storyteller of like mm-hmm. my my perspective as a black woman of how i view Different horror movies, you know, different genre mm-hmm. like um, science fiction, fantasy, and things like that, mm-hmm. and 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 I know like when um and and you know in our community it's like eh, you know it's it, you know it took a long and it really it took a long time for our community just to be accepting of black people and you know loving cosplay and anime. Mm-hmm. It took a long time and you know for that acceptance yeah and so and i feel that with you and me and like others you know we're gonna make it you know where we you know hey we're here you know uh, uh horror is our thing love our you know stories you know love mm-hmm. our podcast you know peer from our perspective because we have like not only you in mind But also for those, uh, you know, those little black children, you know, uh, say like, they like, oh, I don't like this different story, like with you, uh, with literature, but like, man, I'm sure in the horror, and Mm -hmm. they won't feel ostracized of reading a horror novel, Mm -hmm. because, you know, they see themselves in that book, they see themselves Mm -hmm. as a character, they're not Mm -hmm. afraid. hey, I like horror novels, you know, whoop Do. You know, you may get, like, that backlash from uh, your family members or friends, like, oh, you're a little weird, you know, why don't you read something a little bit light or whatever. But they will sit there and say, well, I see myself in this. Hey, um, you know, be a little bit open. Like, read this book, you know, you can see something in this. And that's a, another thing when I uh, uh, pop my aunt's a cherry mm-hmm. is that, you know, they look at scary movies of course you know they don't see themselves like long time ago you know and everything else they're a little bit older but mm-hmm. when we watch the army of the dead she's like oh wow this story yeah she's seeing mm-hmm. like the zombies and everything and she got so into it mm-hmm. and, and i was like let me ease her in you know what i'm saying you can't yeah go, you know go <laughs> so i mm-hmm. eased her into that because um, a lot of times, whenever you would, you're talking about horror, you know, and explaining it, or you get excited over it, guess what? Uh, I'm not interested in that. Yeah. But they don't see the excitement how you are about, you know, the horror genre or fantasy or science fiction, and usually you mm-hmm. get like that negative feedback like, well, it's not real life, you know, and, mm-hmm. and they're sitting there watching reality TV, like all the drama and stuff. It's like you're gonna see something like that, like within a horror novel or fantasy novel, or science fiction with, you know, characters that look like us. You know, and like you said, you know, uh diversity and everything. Because you mm-hmm. really like taking it of how you live in the world. And, mm-hmm. and like you said like you see one particular group and a lot of horror of uh, you know the writers and everything else in their story but you you made it where it's everybody and that's mm-hmm. what that's another thing that I like about it is because it's like you know what this is really set in the real world mm-hmm. it really is and I know people like oh you know diversity yes great but you know blah 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 no everybody is set it's set in the real world. I mm-hmm. mean, if everybody was made the same color, and same built phenotype and everything, everything would be boring. Yeah, it would definitely it, be it really would, boring. It would be boring. It would be extremely boring. But, you know, that's what I, uh, I liked about your book. I like the way how, you know, you present these stories that you know, anybody can just grab it and read it and see themselves, not just only just Black people. You can see, like, you know, they can see Hispanic character, you know, LBGTQ, um, mm-hmm. all of that. And it's not like, you know, you're doing it just because, like, of how current, you know, know our world is. You're just doing it because you love people. You love to, you, you live in an environment where it is everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and, same thing with me too i live like there's so many my neighbors down the street they're hispanic you know i mean this was mm-hmm. like a once upon a time a um all black community but we have lots of people we have a lot of diversity and of course mm-hmm. people where i'm from is like rednecks and, and kkk and all that stuff but i'm just like no it's more than that it's a lot of diversity here. It's a lot of culture here it's just. Mm-hmm people don't realize that and so I told you I'm gonna get started on writing my little stories and everything too. (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) it's it's like it's gonna be everybody in this sucker but when you know but like I said but like I said it all starts back of uh, of us you Mm -hmm. know just saying hey wow this is interesting You know, we're going to support, you know, her because we see ourselves, you know, even though it's not like a pain porn, like Tyler Perry. Oh my God, I cannot stand Tyler Perry. Mm. And (laughs) Mm. I cannot stand Tyler Perry. That's
1: another another topic for a different day.
0: Oh girl. Oh, I can just go deep Mm. all into that right there. But yeah. and And I feel that like, you know, a lot, a lot of times we do need to be a little bit more openly of just not seeing ourselves in, you know, drama, pain porn, uh uh reality TV. It's just more mm-hmm. to us than just that. And mm-hmm. um it's just more of just opening in our mindsets, and especially within our community. Mm-hmm. Uh, this just we used to be uh relished and celebrated especially in the um Harlem Renaissance and back in the mm-hmm. day. We we, we we used to have that
2: you know, yeah we, we, need, to, you we, know, we need that Hurst.
0: yeah we need that again Langston Hurst and uh, uh, Zora uh, did, I, did, I, did I, I said that wrong Langston Hughes excuse me Zora mm-hmm. Neely Hurst uh, mm-hmm. you know Lorraine Hasbury Raising the Sun we were like lauded and applauded. mm-hmm
1: Oh, but goodness. this is time, but this is this, but this is also the time now. Mm-hmm. For so many, it's you know, you can praise the same people for so long until now you start discovering new people, you know, in this generation that have these right. stories. You know, the worst part, the worst thing is to, you know, have something and keep it hidden. There's people that have um imagination that can run wild and they can create multiple stories, you know, to last a lifetime. But some people just don't even have, you know, um, the strength, you know, within themselves to do that because they already think, you know, if I do this, who's going to read it? Who's going to support me? no one's going to support me because I'm black. I have had those thoughts when I first published a book and I've had both of my parents tell me, you can't think that way. Um, You can't think because you're a black woman that you can't make it. But this has always been something that has been such a huge insecurity within myself. It's not my work. I love my work. I think that this, this, this story will come out. Not that say, if it's going to come out, it will come out one way or the other, but that's within myself thinking, Oh my God, you know, are people going to share this? Are people going to do this? And I had to realize that I have something that's special, whether or not you support it or you don't support it. That doesn't mean I'm not going to make it one day with this. It's just that of course, you know, I have to push, you know, hard every day, but I realized that I am grinding every day. And what I'm putting out in the universe is coming back tenfold. And I see that every day. People see what I'm doing. And people reach out to me, such as yourself, you know, to come on a podcast. And I'm very honored. You know, that was a thing that I wanted to manifest this year. Last year, I was doing the segments with speaking to my readers. This year, in January, New Year's Eve, I said, I want to do podcasts and YouTube videos and try to get myself into that. And long and behold, you know, starting in January of this year, I got invited to my first podcast on YouTube. And and it's just keep going. And I keep getting invited. And people reach out to me, you know. When you see somebody working hard every day, you know, you're like, you know, we want to know what's going on. And and, and just because you're rooting for people and supporting people, that doesn't mean that they're going to forget about you. That doesn't mean that you're you're not important. You are important because you're you're the reason why I'm where I am. That's the same thing as artists, you know, whether you're like, you know, in in, in football, basketball, like a singer. Mm -hmm. It's it's the fans that make you who you are. If no one bought your album, then you wouldn't be nobody. It doesn't matter, you know who you know or who you're dating. If 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 nobody's buying your your, your stuff, then you're not, You know you. You're not being, you're not being put out there. You know, it's your fans that, 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 that make you who you are. So this why I'm always thankful, um, to anyone who reaches out, you know, even when I met you, it was through, um, you know, Tyrone having the segment and I can be more blessed to have met Tyrone because I even told him through him, I've met some really genuine people, like even people of color in, in the horror community. And I've been wanting, um, to meet more people of color in the horror community. So, so bad. I wanted to transition into that community because I saw that um, I wasn't looking for acceptance in the white community, but I saw that there was um, uh, there there was this kind of division that was going on. I didn't I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all, um, and it's still going jealousy and stuff like that. Um, so I'm very happy to have met a, a community that um, is genuine and that you know I hope that you know. You know, and we can do something with this. I always say that, you know, the people you know, you never know what we can do. You know, I write books, turn into movies. You're a podcaster, you know, you, you know, we can all put all of our stuff together and create something. You know how powerful that is when you put us together.
0: You damn right. You are so freaking right about that. And yeah, I mean when I I mean I started this podcast two years ago. Mm-hmm. And you know, when I um, you know, get into the horror community, I'm just like, okay, you know, this is gonna be a little hard mm-hmm. because it it's very um male dominated. Mm-hmm. Um the majority of you know of them are uh, white. But then mm-hmm. when you start seeing, you know, you know, Tyrone and then like you um there's a guy in um oak cliff dallas in the dallas area you know Mm -hmm. and um he does he does a lot of horror stuff and and then Mm -hmm. um it started opening doors and then i met you and and i was like oh my gosh i'm freaking loving this and she writes you know uh, (laughs) literature oh my god i said let me go get this book you know but you know i got it in kindle and everything else um (laughs) You know, I'm like, yo, oh my God, you know, I'm like that. And it just opens so many doors. I'm like, oh wow, yes, we're yeah. here in the horror community. I was like, yes. And it yeah. is. And, 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 and you know what? There still is some division with that. And I'm just, and mm-hmm. I'm scratching my head. I'm just like, but we all love horror. And you are right. There is some jealousy out there too. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. i've gotten enough
1: hate like i never knew what a hater was until i started instead i started um gaining them <laughs> oh <laughs> so my- i said i must be doing it um yeah i got a lot especially from like uh white me indie- to- and stuff like I'm, I'm gonna get a better what? video i'm gonna get a better video than you or nobody can be perfect as you like really sarcastic and stuff and happening these books and I was like why buying my books and now like you're messaging me this nonsense you know like I said we're all doing the same thing we're all trying to um get somewhere with our writing and um you know I've always been very um there's no way to really answer someone like that but to just be poised and be who you are you know I'm not here for that um, I don't post things as competition I post things for people to know about my story um, right. it's easy to it's easy to be like most that just you know take a picture of their books constantly and stuff like that but I do more than from my book, so I'll have illustrations of my characters. So you see what they look like. So you can picture them. Now that you read the book, you can see some of the illustrations. Like, oh, I remember this scene. Oh, I remember this character. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's me trying to tell you the story without really telling you the story you know, just giving. so, you know, everyone has their own methods of marketing and how they want to put their story on. I think that people feel a certain way because of my persistence and my consistency, which is something that you need. I mean, it's not easy. Yeah. You have your days where you're like, Oh my God, is this really going to work out? But I think some, it's just something within me that is just hungry for it. It's just, I'm hungry for it, you know? Like, I'm tired. I work these crazy hours at work. You know, I'm trying to bang out a book. I'm doing all these other extra things. I still have the willpower. I'm, I'm going to fail if I quit. And quitting is not an option. Right. And I, you have something that you do. love very much. You're going to do everything you can to get... Get where you are. I'm not going to let somebody stomp on a dream I had when I was in in sixth grade. You know, I was bullied in school. When I started writing was a lot of times that my grandma wouldn't let me go out and play with my friends and stuff. And I used to just stay in the house and watch TV. Um, You know, so that's when I started putting my little creative mind and, you know, into like into a piece of paper. And I just started creating my own little world because I felt like my characters were my friends when I didn't have any. And I'm not going to allow somebody to, to take that away from the younger me that, that right. had that dream and that's putting that out in the universe. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's no... There, to me, I always say that this is plan A. There's no plan B. This is the only plan that I have, you know? But it always starts with meeting people such as yourself and us bonding together. And, and we never know what is in store in the future, you know? There's so many things that I want to do, and I would love to just add other people um, into that mm-hmm. that that universe where I'm trying to go, you know, and it's very hard to be genuine people these days, especially um you know on these platforms and stuff like that, and I'm looking to be around people who are serious, people who are doing things that they love, who have a passion for horror um doesn't really matter what color you are as like you said. Um, we all love horror. So, what's the problem? There's no different kind of horror. Horror is just horror.
0: <laughs> Bars! Bars! <laughs> Bars! You don't make me like the whole my little New York accent, you know. <laughs> said all right. Said all right right there. It's said true. Little, like, I
1: mean, you, you said it right there. I mean, horror is horror. Like, what's,
0: what's, a, what, what exactly? What? 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 what, what, what you, know, you You know, like? You know, like? You what's up, dude? Like, what's up, bro? <laughs> it's
2: just up hard, it. you
0: know. Everybody should just enjoy it. Everybody should just uh uh just revel in it and everything and get excited. Not have this oh Lord, I can't believe you. Ha- but you are right. You got some haters out there, and oh yeah, they they yeah. You doing something right, right there. You doing something right. Look at me. I don't switch to my light little accent <laughs> right there. <laughs> you know i think what? I'm I'm so doing... used to. I, I, I pick up people's accents like if I'm listening to it, and I was like, D-d-d-d-d. I was like, hold on, did I just pick up their accent? I don't know. Maybe it's just a how would I say? It? I feel like Lieutenant her like with communications and I <laughs> just, mm-hmm. like 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 and but oh. But like that, gosh, you're just the awesome guest. I'm really <laughs> loving it. I'm really loving it. You're awesome, like, real. I, I, and I and I and I'm and like you just said, like if everybody like come together, girl would that be a perfect world?
1: It would be it unstoppable. Was, but unfortunately, the world that we live in, that's not possible. We wish it, that it could. You know. Do you know how much, you, you know how much things we could accomplish, but that's not the world that we live in, unfortunately, and, and, and people will not bond with you. You know, I've had, it's a weird experience, um, going through this and I'm going on two years, um, cause mm-hmm. I published my, my first book, November, 2020, and, um, I had just finished putting my dog down
2: a month mm. before
1: that which was really painful. You know, I'm writing a book. He's been with me through the whole time. And then now I got to put my dog down, almost 10 years old. Um, That was that, 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 that really hit a gut, you know, like it just, it just changed me a little bit. And then I was like, okay, he would want me to put this book out (laughs) because I dedicate. I even added him in the book. Um, There's a scene where, you know, when Sheriff Mills goes to, um, to uh, Joseph McGregor's house after the friend calls and says, Hey, I haven't heard from him. And that's when yes. um, Sheriff meets Jason. So before he knocks on his door, he runs into one of the neighbors walking his dog, Buster Brown, which is my dog. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh, that, oh, my gosh. Because I, I was like, OK, there's a guy walking a dog and, you know, he's, com- you know, complaining about the noise that's been going on um, late at night. And, you know, yeah. when he was talking to Sheriff Mills, but I didn't know that was.
1: Good old Buster Brown. And I dedicated the beginning of the book, but he was still alive. I said, "Mommy's he's going to put you in the book. And then he kind of tilted his head like, what? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, you know, um, so I put him in there, you know, and it kind of like, cause you know, sometimes you lose a piece of yourself, but when I first, when I first did it, you know, the amount of love that was poured in, even friends from high school, like everybody knew I was into horror. I did a, a version of scream. Um, for our senior project. One of my, my friends that did a author-to-reader segment with me, everybody knew I was writing a story. They just didn't know what it was about because I used to talk about it. He's like, yeah, I'm writing this, this story and blah, blah. blah. I had a friend make a cover for it. Now he's, like, this big, like, designer artist. And he did my first book cover, like, a sketch of it. And Mm -hmm. um, people didn't really know, but they knew I was writing something. And they were like, oh, shit, that's the story. And, you know, a lot of people from high school bought my first book, you know. Then I started to, you know, started getting into the whole bookstagram and stuff like that. And I had a lot of people, like, getting the book and everything like that. And it seemed great. You know, you feel like you're on top of the world. You know, you, you publish this book. You don't know how to kind of marketing of doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, started off with an illustration of myself holding the stone. And then I asked the girl who was doing an illustration, hey, can you do pictures of my characters if I send you, you know, the the details and stuff? She said, sure. And after that, it's two years I've 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 been working with her. She lives in a different country. She's from Malaysia. And mm-hmm. she does my my, my my illustrations. I found different ways to do it. But along the way um, all the support I was getting started to dwindle off and I started meeting new people. And then mm-hmm. the old people that, you know, they, they were gone. I don't, I don't know what happened. A lot of people bought the first book and never continued with the series. A lot of people just wanted an autographed book, I guess, you know, to see if, you know, if I get big here, I have this book, here's your signature. I don't know what the point of that is. You know, I would have rather you not buy the book. It's, it's messed up to say as an author to say like, maybe you shouldn't have gotten it just for an autograph because I want the story to come out. I don't care about selling it. I put this, these books up on an online site for three years um, for free. And I got more, um, I got more reviews and feedback from those people around the world, hundreds of readers than I have right now. You know, I don't even, the amount of books I've sold doesn't even equal the reviews that I, the amount of reviews I have on that novel. It's crazy i've sold close i've sold close to
0: 900 books
1: that's printed and ebook, and i only well, have ninety, and i only have 96
0: reviews well it needs well it needs more reviews <laughs> <laughs> at it least need more,
1: more reviews, yeah
0: and i put a review out for you too also thank you um, yeah oh <laughs> uh, and i voted for you and uh really uh that's that's kind of weird for people just like oh can i have just have an autograph and everything mm-hmm. and and
1: never just disappear. yeah yeah it's, I'm, I'm honored but the thing is it was like this story didn't end from that first novel it kept going because i promised each year i would produce you know another book of the series so i said okay well you know i'm thankful that that people bought it but you know, it wasn't just a buy, it's just a habit sitting there collecting dust because you still don't know the story. And I had to do a lot of hustling just to get to the amount of reviews I have right now. And it's not easy. It's not easy doing that. It's not easy with people turning on you, people who swear it up and down. I'm supporting you. And then they disappear. They leave. You go through that. Um It's it's heartbreaking. Um, sometimes when you think about it, it makes you not want to keep going, but you have to and but I just I'm someone who always meets new people anyway. That's just how I am. I meet new people, you know, and uh, I think at this point, I'm finally meeting people that I can relate more to, which I'm very happy that i'm 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 transitioning into more of in this community, and I kind of feel like it's it's getting better, and I'm meeting people that, you know. With the same vibration and that's, that's really what it is because a lot of people were out for themselves you know I had a girl do a giveaway you know I had one girl do a giveaway I had two giveaways the second one was was really great shout out to, uh, to, to Erica Bucci um, she's really awesome bookstagrammer but I had one girl in the beginning that did a giveaway she didn't even know how to do a, a giveaway and she literally did it so she can get some of my followers and when a lot of my followers didn't follow her back she cut me off what she bought, my, she, bought, she bought my books to send... To, she, she sent books to the per- people who won the giveaway. What happened is she actually sent the books to herself. So she had two copies of my book. So she had to resend to other people. But she actually got upset. She had, she had a had She was supposed to do the giveaway on her page and have people tag other people and more people maybe follow me. That's what the other girl did. And that was that giveaway was a, a, a success. So this girl was hoping that they said, okay, um, I'll give you a free book, but just have your followers follow me. But not a lot mm-hmm. of them did follow her. She only had a few, and then she cut me off. She just started saying sarcastic things on my page on my conscious. Like, oh my God, you're having another book that fast. And it was just like, well, I don't even understand. Oh. I
0: mean, this, this is, is Yeah, this is.
1: This was the stuff I was going through and I'm just trying to keep it real because nothing is, you know, is, um, a bowl of cherries. You're just going to meet people that seem nice in the beginning, whatever, but a lot of people are out from themselves. I mean, you know, I have people that when I, you know, once, you know, the first book took off, you know, um, you know, I, I, I had enough money. I I wanted to splurge on, on my, on my readers and stuff like that. So I started creating t-shirts and wanting to send t-shirts with their favorite illustration on my page. A lot of people, the few people I send it to are still wholeheartedly like loyal friends, loyal fans and good friends. Some people I did send a shirt to kind of cut me off. (laughs)
0: After they got the shirt, they stopped reading the yeah. series. That, that, uh, that's that's uh, you know, and I had a, a, a you know, I had a bit of a hiccup myself because I I literally um, dipped out of the beauty industry, you know, as an esthetician, fifteen yeah. years, and uh, around in 2020, um, I started selling my private um, brow uh, product. And oh, wow. I did, you know, I did uh giveaways and you know uh you know I vendors uh, like mm-hmm. if I like an event or something like that, you know, whoever's running it, they you know, I was like, hey, here's this right here, you know, uh try this out, et cetera, et cetera. Give me feedback and nothing. Mm-hmm. And maybe two or three people and everything. And you know, and I made it to where it, it was like, you know, the price uh, point of like Elf Cosmetics. Um, you know, I'm not going to sell it cheap, but I'm mm-hmm. not going to sell it extremely high because this is my private uh, label product. Mm-hmm. And I gave it to this girl. Um, she was, you know, we worked together at a salon. And I was like, hey, you know, did, you know, have a, you can have a cut of this and everything, whatever, sell and you know I explained everything about the products yada 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 and I went back to go check and see if she sold it it's just, it's just sitting up there collecting dust you know it's like mm-hmm. it's crazy okay, okay. I'm like <laughs> okay you know I'm just you know doing a trial run with this you know we can ha- have this like a free tail and things like that for your clients mm-hmm. and yada yada yada. Her clients, and, you know, know about me and everything else because I um, have um, done beauty services on them. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, and I just got so disgruntled and just so angry. And I was just like, work my ass off. I bought these products, I spent like so much money um, mm-hmm. on them and the banners. And then my son. You know, he helps me with it and things like that, and I'm just just like, I know. It 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 was it it. You know, I did YouTube videos. I have a YouTube channel. You know, okay, my my services and everything else like that. I mean, it's still up, but mm-hmm. it was just like. You know, just just... popping it and just popping it and popping. And I know it takes a while.
2: Um, Yeah. You know,
0: I was like, oh, I'm getting really rich or, you know, and everything else. But it was just Mm -hmm. more of me just like taking upon myself, you know, in the brow industry in this niche, even though I'm Mm -hmm. a small, you know, small business owner, you know, Mm -hmm. of this. And it just like, I don't know. And so, like, last year, I just sat down with myself and I was looking for a, um, you know, a, a office, you know, and everything, a little space. And because I do mm-hmm. taxes also, I'm like, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, mm-hmm. I can have like my this tranquility and silence, you know. I love mm-hmm. giving uh, clients that really great, you know, atmosphere of yeah. relaxation. They can fall asleep. I don't have too many people fall asleep. on the the brows or waxing or whatever yeah and it just it just didn't pan out and so I thought about it I said you know what maybe I am in the wrong industry even though I was really great you know I got Mm -hmm. like training you know I met uh hey what is her name she's like the brow queen over there Kelly uh hey but I met her she was okay Super nice. I forgot her last name, Kelly. Kelly. Kelly uh, dang it. I can't okay. remember. But I also met Nick Townsend, um, the king, okay. the uh, the brow king of Philly. I met him too. Oh, I wow. met him That's twice. Okay, awesome. but I took the mm. uh picture. And I didn't know both of them were like, you know, they were best friends and stuff. So they were like, been in and time and stuff. So I thought that Mm -hmm. was pretty cool. But um, it's just my passion just ran, just, just faded out right there. And And I just got so burnt out. I got so burnt out. And it's just, to me, I was thinking, I was like, you know what, maybe I don't have that certain look maybe that certain, you know, panache with it, you know, yeah. but, but when I, uh, you know, I went to, uh, you know, podcast, I did a, I was, a, I was interviewing for my products and things like that, mm-hmm. um, and, I, and the girl who just got started and everything, she was in, in podcasting, and I did that interview, and I thought to myself, you know what, I can podcast. And I was like what can I podcast I was like beauty no I was like I'm so sick of it I got so tired of it because yeah you have to keep up with the trends and things like that but it's just like yeah. so it changes all the time and I'm just like I'm, I'm done and mm-hmm. so I was like what, is, what did I really love I said horror I said what is it that makes you so different because you're black and you were into horror and I Yeah. see too much and I said let's go with it I ran with it and so far within these two years you know Mm -hmm. I don't have like a following on um, Instagram or or whatever Mm -hmm. like that but it's just a passion that you have that I have to to, to put this all um, into it and even though I share my stuff and everything else like that Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. like people just like oh you know well she's not in the brows and stuff or waxing now they're starting to ask me questions about that and i was just about like, that yeah <laughs> yeah i'm like look i just dipped out of this like this is my jam this is yeah. my love of what i'm doing podcasting about horror talking about uh films um mm-hmm. book, literature and, you know television shows and things like that you mm-hmm. know and, it seems like y'all kind of have like a little bit of an issue but then i got to thinking i was like well that's they damn problem yeah i'm doing that's a part that sounds like a personal problem, problem. <laughs> it sounds like a personal problem to me and everything mm-hmm. and, and 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 now you 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 ask me all these questions about what you doing uh, 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 uh are you still doing brows and shit like that and i'm just like no yeah. baby i just have the clients that have been stuck sticking with me since two thousand and seventeen and everything, I serviced them, but no, because you don't really don't show me that support. Because I would be like that motherfucker <laughs> like that. And so uh, I just cut them off with like a you know, how 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 you how your grandma had my grandma be saying them old women the old the elders uh feed them with uh, with a long handle spoon, and so yes. that's what I've been doing. Yeah, that is exactly what I've been doing and stuff. And see, like you said. They wait for you to blow up and oh this mm-hmm. and everything. Else. You know, oh yeah, that's yeah, that's
1: it. It takes time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But nobody you
1: see, people don't wanna they don't wanna go through the when it's like the outcome of everything. They wanna be there when everything is like when you're out and you're this and you're there. oh my god, oh my god, but where were you when I was hustling? See, that's the thing Thank with you. me too. And when I see like documentaries and stuff, and there's so many people that have touched touched my heart and that have motivated me to keep going. And the two documentaries of two hardworking people to me that keeps me going is a documentary of Tina Turner and the documentary of Kanye West. I can't even tell you how highly I recommend to watch Kanye West documentary on Netflix, because. I mean, luckily, he was able to get, like, a friend of his documented his entire career from the beginning, from when he was doing beats in his house, writing and stuff, like, when he was young, he was a nobody, to what he is now. And to see that grind this guy was on was out of control, what he was doing. Just, just just the passion that this man had and just never gave up and he started i mean it just shows that if you keep going things will pan out and that's why you see some of these people that blew up it's just a dime a dozen because a lot of people have have quit along along the way mm-hmm. and, um, for me that that motivates me because i always feel like in life that god would never give you something if he didn't know that that it was not become something great before i this my writing came back to me like out of nowhere i Mm -hmm. was training to be a bodybuilder so when you see so when you see my page is called apps to fit coco is because Mm -hmm. i had an eight i had an eight pack i have apps i have pictures if you scroll all the way down and take the time to scroll all the way down or if you go into those little circle stories like a little bit below like your profile you'll see like these little circles and you look back you'll see pictures of my abs you'll see me working out I did kickboxing like I was going in in the gym I had a personal trainer like I was forget about it I mean I'm still in shape I just feel like I need to still tone myself back up the way that I was but I still look good but that's what I was doing I was training to be a bodybuilder my mom was like I mean what are you she was worried she was like what are you gonna do with your life like this cannot be what's happening you know I was in I was five days a week you know and then one day I was at work and I just thought about that story my friend with this wearing the stones and then I was like oh let me see if I can find a site I can just write my story and it was a wrap everything just kept coming to me in drones I just locked myself away and started I still did my kickboxing but I just cut the bodybuilding thing out and I said well let me Mm -hmm. pursue this I would not after all these years of losing this story and being able to rewrite it to tell me that this is not gonna go someplace. And you know, you gotta believe yourself, but also you have to believe in yourself because there's so much he can do for you that you you just have to be able to tune out the voices because mm-hmm. everybody's watching everybody people watch. I I think something was uh, there was a glitch on on my page. So people like, oh my god, I can see your page. (laughs) I was like, damn, I'm not even, I'm not even butthurt because I could see my page, but other people couldn't. So they were like flipping out. They thought something was wrong. I was like, relax, it's okay. I didn't post anything. But I was like, really? Like people were like messaging me. I was like, you see? I'm like, literally the same people that don't even comment on your stuff. (laughs) That's <laughs> They're
0: just crazy, like, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Crazy, so, That's, so strange. Oh, and you said bodybuilding. I was gonna do that too. Oh, this it's is fun. like years, 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 years back. Whenever um I had my son, mm-hmm. and um you know I'm just like trying to get the baby weight off, and then I got inspired by this lady. She was a bodybuilder, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I went to the gym. And I talked to her. And then her trainer seeing me, he just looked, he's like, you know what? You have that build for it. And because mm-hmm. like, I always had people, I mean, they sit there and say, like, you go to body like a man. I'm like, no, I don't. You're being weird. <laughs> like, I'm five foot. I'm short. And mm-hmm. I have, a, you, know, you, you know, was a bodybuilder, like a really great bodybuilder to have, like, that frame of, like, the broad shoulders the small Mm -hmm. waist and, you know, Mm -hmm. the hips and stuff like that Mm -hmm. to carry on, you know, to have the muscles to pop out and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so I was, like, excited because I was like, yes, you know, having a baby, you know, I was a wife and a mom and things like that. I was Mm -hmm. like, you know, ooh, you know, let me get in this because I've always wanted to do that. I always wanted Mm -hmm. to do something like that, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I started training at this gym and and i was like asking you know then my husband i was like yeah you know i want to get into bodybuilding and that's always been one of my um bucket list things and one of my dreams to do and eat and things Mm -hmm. like you know i was wanting to go for it and he was just like no i don't want you to go up there to the gym because you're trying to get good and looking and stuff like that you're flirting with the trainer i was like the lady who inspired me is mary you yeah. know, she's not having an affair with her trainer because she's pretty happily married, you know, and things like that, yada, yada, yada. But you couldn't explain to that, oh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't explain yeah. that to that, oh, like that, because this was something for me. And, yeah. you know, and this is something that I could, like, really pursue, you mm-hmm. know, and things like that. And I've always, you know been complimented like how my shape is and things like that Mm -hmm. and i was like yeah i want to push this you know do that and everything but you know his ass and i was just like you know what i don't want to i don't want to talk about this and i had and then i had to like go up there and i'm like look i can't do it you know my husband he's like you know what i get that same thing too when women want to pursue bodybuilding and work out things like that to have something for themselves and then their husbands object to it because they think they're trying to get, you know, really fine for another man. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, this is is fucking insecurity. And it's not, and it wasn't even the point. This was about what I wanted. Yeah. But trust me, that
1: kind of, that kind of workout is, is not about getting, you know, it's not about, um, uh, impressing, you know, anyone or trying to get somebody on the side. Like bodybuilding takes a lot of work. And it's, it's, it's a lot of discipline and it's no joke. You know, um, I was already in like staying fit, doing the kickboxing. And then I had to reduce my cardio Mm -hmm. and do more weights, um, and I have, I have, I document, I got videos on, on Instagram all the way down. Like you can see me pushing like crazy weights, doing legs, doing arms. I had a, 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 a bodybuilder for a trainer. She was a Russian, a Russian girl tall and she was built man. And, 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 and the, what she put me on was crazy. Like the meal plans I had to, I had to weigh my food. I had to make six meals a day. I had to Mm. eat six meals a day that consists of chicken, broccoli, and I had to wait. It had to be the same percentage. You know, Um, yeah, it was uh, a lot. You know, I had to cut out, obviously cut out carbs. I already had already Mm. cut out carbs and sweets and stuff like that because I was a borderline diabetic, but I reversed it because it runs in my family. So that's Mm. when I started losing a lot of weight from that. But it's a lot of discipline. Um, and, uh, and I worked, I pushed, but it was something that I wanted to do and I felt great about it. You know, I, I quit smoking cigarettes five years ago. And I think that when I started to take care of myself, which I always say self-care is the best care is when I started to, to, to stop and stop smoking cigarettes right. and start eating healthy and working out and having a peace of mind, able to function better. I was going to bed at eight o'clock. At night, you know my sleeping pattern What four thirty in the morning because I had to you know walk my dog, I had work at eight o'clock in the morning, so I was up four thirty every day um and then, from doing that, that's when when I got into my writing, um that mm-hmm. same schedule I had when I was working was you know it, it felt more healthier, it was able to function, I was able to do stuff, you know, and uh I think working out for that, you know, I don't think I'd have been able to, to do what I'm doing had I had been on an unhealthy, you know, uh, unhealthy habit that I, you know, it just, right. you got to take it, you got to take care of yourself. But this, that stuff is no joke. The bodybuilding, it's no joke at all, but you see results because I still, I, you can still see the muscles. Like when I like flex, you still see it mm-hmm. in my back, you know, it's just my thighs. I got to tone up and stuff. But. Get my abs that's pretty easy do some sit-ups with some with uh with the, the what is it that muscle ball and stuff like that the, the um, yeah. uh there's another ball like they, they um they call the, the, it but like yeah I, I medicine you, a yeah, medicine med- ball is a medicine ball and uh, you can use that, and then you can use the the ankle weights, and then some dumbbells, and you're good to go. You know, so I do workout, you know, in my house and stuff like that. Because of course they closed the gym in my neighborhood, and then I'd have to travel like donkey far to like go workout and stuff like that. So it's it's a lot, but I'm happy something that you love, and it. Not doing things that you love. You know, you're put in this world to not work a nine to five job and die. Like you're here to like do something that makes you happy. And I think that it's like everything that everyone else is is thinking or saying. I, I don't understand why most people live for for what other people think about you. You know, like it, it doesn't make any sense to me. To me, I feel like you know what I'm doing. It's like, oh, if I don't buy your book, or you know, you're never gonna make it. No. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean shit to me because right. I believe in I. I believe in myself, you know. And um, and when people take that that chance on and appreciate, appreciate it, then, then it makes me happy because you know I know I'm, that I'm doing something right. You know, that, that's 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 yeah. just what it is. And sometimes God puts something in your hands just to steer you off to something else. Just like when you're doing the browse, but it kind of got you into like the podcast. Sometimes you needed that to get you on another path, you know?
0: That is true, that is very true. And this path has led me, and I was just like, you know, uh, you know, before uh, I said to myself, I was like, you know what, I wanna take a different route with this. I said, Mm -hmm. I said, you know, people always watch a lot of movies. And I said, Mm -hmm. what about, and I'm a big avid book reader and, mm-hmm. and 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 I said you know what let's go ahead and dive into the literature part and so when um I had uh my other guest uh David J Harrison when he did recursion and I was just like blown away by his with his work and stuff like that mm-hmm. and I I I didn't even realize that he has been uh following me and things like that and he's also it, it, which surprised me and everything that he actually had been watch um listening to the podcast for a while and he was asking me questions. I was like, Hold up, you've been paying attention to me. Oh, <laughs> I was surprised. like, what? And then like and it like shocked the shit out of me. And then I had a friend, I went over to his house and I said, and he was like, Oh, you know, can you, you know, just follow this guy right here? And he said, like, Yeah, I listen to your podcast when I go to work. And I was like, wait a minute. And I did not know this guy has been my friend ever since 12 years old. And and he and he has been listening to my podcast ever since I've been throwing it out there. And I was just like, I didn't know you have been supporting me. And I said, I sure do appreciate you. You know, that's pretty, pretty freaking cool to know mm-hmm. that one of your old friends has been listening to your podcast and you didn't even know but didn't even people, know but that's cool and and there's been people that have been and, and you know the audience that uh i uh you know have reached out to me they all been from europe oh wow and I, I was like what you know <laughs> like and, and, I, and i and i was just like oh cool you know what i'm saying and and it and it's real great, you know. They reach out like, "Hey, I listen to you. You know, you got me back into horror and all that stuff." Blah, blah, blah. And that's um, awesome. And the story that I told you about the young lady, um, I did a three-part series, um, on a local church. You know, we air quotes being raggedy with it and everything. Church, mm-hmm. and she reached out and she told me a lot of things, and I was just like i was i I was just stunned because of what I shared about how uh us back in the eighties and the nineties of this church, I mean just literally they were just literally terrorists, I mean just mm-hmm. stop terrorizing just you know black neighborhoods come to our church and things like that and stuff, and didn't ask the parents or nothing like that, you know, they coerced us with with candy cookies, anything else like that. Heard yeah, many stories about them, you know, who did get on the bus and they come back hungry and and tired and things like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, doing deeper investigation, I was like, yeah, I know this is a cult and everything. But, you know, they're and, you know, I know they got their hands in everything in this town. Yeah. But, um, but that town that I grew up in, they literally like stopped them because they did target black neighborhoods and black children and mm. that was a very upsetting part of me just growing up and a lot a lot of like not only just in my town but a lot of other kids from different towns of them just coming with this bus horse and then with like you know all these uh, goodies and everything and they sit up there for four to five hours and being mm-hmm. hungry and you know they're and they're away from their homes
2: mm-hmm
0: it was so weird. I mean, they just felt like just church terrorist stalkers terrorizing black neighborhoods.
2: Mm-hmm. And there, it, there
0: you could you could write a story about that. It was just so crazy. But the young lady who reached out to me, and she said, "I'm so glad that you uh, made an awareness and you talked about this of like what you dealt with, but I dealt with this too." And mm-hmm. she grew up in that church. And, you know, she's getting therapy, and I was just like, thank goodness you're getting therapy. Thank goodness you're healing from this. And I gave her some words of encouragement. I told her, I was like, you have more inside of what they do. Uh, the people that, have, that are ex-members, you gather them up. I said, get a really great, strong emotional support system. I said, I don't mm-hmm. want them to be taken down. And I said, and. You know, she's like, you just sparked a fire up under me. And I was like, because you are the one that reached out to me and told me how much you love the series and how much it deeply affected you of you going through this, you know, in your childhood and your teenage years your outages, yeah. and your outside. And it really damaged it. I mean, it damaged her. And, mm-hmm. and I said, be the light be the light be the beacon for those to come towards you be the one be strong and everything and have Mm -hmm. many supporters for you know just not only for you but for you uh, the other people and everything because it can be so easily they can slip back into it and and, Mm -hmm. and that cult of personality type uh mentality of some churches and you know using religion to control people brainwash them and stuff and she knows the ins and outs of it but, um, it took a lot for me to process that, and I was like, "Let me go lay down from that." That was a lot. but I was just like really blown away of how much of an impact that my voice has had in experiencing uh, the craziness from this church and having one of the ex members reach out to me, and I was just like I-, I was just I-, I, was, I was just like, "Wow. That's yeah. very powerful. It was really very powerful, and you know, I, I I was like, "Well, damn, I'm doing something right." Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, I'm doing something right. <laughs> I am I'm doing something right. Well, yeah. Um, well, um. I'm just gonna say it like it is and everything, but Christine, I definitely, definitely enjoyed <laughs> this conversation. And me too. <laughs> oh my gosh! Just like Pisces powers unite, <laughs> right? 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 That's
1: what and it's about. You know.
0: You know what? Before,
1: before, um, before we wrap, I wanted to ask you because since you did read the with read the novel I wanted to know um, if you'd like to come on I wanted to um, do authors to readers again and um, I invited Tyrone but I also wanted to invite you if you would like to come on and talk about the brother's curse and your thoughts about it as a black woman you know reading the story and how the story made you feel so (laughs) I would be honored to have you as a guest that way, I,
0: this time, I could see you. <laughs> I dang sure will. And I won't be sitting up with a bonnet. I don't be having these little pigtails like Pippi Longstocking. I'll be riding tight with my little fresh little makeup and everything looking cute and natural. And all that, like a bag of chips. Did I, did I just say bag of chips? That is so yeah. nice. Kind of That's okay. That's all right. It's right. Okay. There. I'll be. I'll be, okay. I'll be slaying. I ain't going to do too much of a play, but I would damn sure it's like, but yes, I will. I welcome that and I will. Oh my gosh. I love it. <laughs> well, Christine, let the let the audience know where they can follow you. Um,
1: well, you can follow me on my Instagram. Um, I'm abs to fit Coco, but you can type Christine M Germain with the. I'm also on Twitter, uh, CJ Rowe in caps. Uh, you could also find uh, my Facebook page of the Brothers Curse Saga series. And, uh, and yeah, uh, you could
0: also find me at Christine M. Germain. On- and also, people out there, you big, poor nerds loving some <laughs> literature and everything, please go to indiestorygeek.com. She is nominated for the Indie Inc. Awards of 2022. Scroll the little fingers down. hit on the brother's <laughs> curse and nominate your girl. I'm telling you, this book does not let off of the gore, the mayhem, the macabre, everything else in this horror story. But other than that, it is very well-rounded. You have amazing characters. You have a great, great main character. Um, uh, protagonist, Crystal. Um, She is lit like fire, and (laughs) the rest of the characters, you will fall in love with them. There was a few of them that you ain't going to like and everything, but hey, this is a very (laughs) freaking amazing book that is The Brothers Curse, The Brothers Curse Saga. Um, She is definitely, definitely a hard-working woman. Um, Her passion, her love, her heart is all in... These saga books, oh my gosh! And I can't wait to read the second one, <laughs> girl. I'm, I'm, i girl. You might tear off my, my edges, and new growth in my kitchen might be ripped off. <laughs> Are you gonna, you're, you're, de- Not to with this, this one? I can feel it, <laughs> girl. This second book gonna rip, so to clean, just snatch all my edges off. Baby, I'm sitting there putting casserole on there. Oh my god, I'm so oh.
1: done with you. I'm so <laughs> so
0: <scary. laughs> You sitting up here wearing this wig and everything. I get through with this am like Christine. What's up with this? I was like, I'm so sorry. I had to keep apologize.
1: <laughs> Don't oh, a- girl,
0: girl, do not apologize for your work. <laughs> so hard do not apologize baby do never I always tell them don't apologize keep it moving but keep baby moving. I'm ready I'll keep it moving I'm ready for it I'm ready for my, all my edges yeah, and yes. my yeah all of that
1: all of that I'm ready I'm ready to hear all of it <laughs> oh.
0: Gonna be bald after I get through reading <laughs> I'm so <laughs>
1: done with you. You need to
0: stop. You need to stop, <laughs> girl. I picked all my eyelashes and everything. What? 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 You better forget about that, girl. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. but I'm gonna point this out though. I'm gonna point this out. I, I am. I'm gonna give you a big, huge compliment. Your books. Do not deal with teenagers, and thank no. goodness with that. <laughs> I, I, I was like, these are grown ass people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: These are grown ass people, and I appreciate that, especially when you. I'm just gonna say, you know, one. Um, I call her mediocre, um, who had the uh, um, <clears throat> the blockbusters of the. The sparkly vampires and everything. And and I was just like, no. I mean, I read one of her books. I put it down and I could, I was like, I can't deal with this. We done done went through all the teenager years, but this is, I really, and just give me a huge compliment. I'm so (laughs) glad to see my own ass in this book. I'm (laughs) dealing with adult situations and all kinds of things. And and not no damn glorified teenager shit and, no. and I, I i i i like my i like my people to be grown yeah i like for yeah. my people to have adult situations
1: adult situations, I mean,
0: adult jobs you know going adult, through realistic stuff yeah thank you thank you not a, you're a, welcome a, a good <laughs> girl I'm I'm already dealing with a teenager as he is anyways and stuff. He's fifteen. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't wanna read no shit like that. So I'll
1: tell I'll it. tell you I'll tell I'll tell you one thing. You'll then you'll really appreciate the third book because characters are like in our age. So you're gonna really appreciate it. I, but, but we the, we yeah, we, we get with the old and the new generation. So we're gonna deal with people in their twenties, but also our old characters that are in their mid forties that survives. whoever survived in the second book <laughs>
0: hey I'm, I'm 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 down for it i'm down for it i am literally down for it but i am giving you a huge compliment on thank that you. and girl girl because i was just like oh thank you jesus
1: <laughs> <laughs> praise, praise, the
2: lord.
1: praise the lord no i, I really like- appreciate that <laughs>
0: Hey, hey, and 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 shoot! I'm I'm just, I'm just girl. I'm just girl. I need to come to New York or something like that. We need to hang. Right, I'm serious. Right, right, girl.
1: Right, we need to, right, right. Right. Need to, we need to chill. We need to go out, get some food, get some grub, and chill. You know, and crack some jokes. I'm always I'm looking for a buddy to hang out with. <laughs>
0: And, and, and we can, like, you know, go and get all cute and all gussy up and everything. There and, you go. Yeah. There you go. The Michigan. Michigan, you know, uh-huh. Might, might find us sure so. we got pepper spray. Yeah, you we right about, about that, Mission. We got some things. You yeah, right connect. about that. So you you was in the kickboxing I did some uh uh jujitsu and everything, so yeah. we, we, we good. We good. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. I just want yeah, look around in New York, see some good looking ass men and everything because I'm tired of like these little countrymen with these big beards and and and, 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 and they they get close to a heart attack and they talking about they yeah. old and I'm like, dude, you the same age as me? Well, I'm an old man. I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh, no, I gotta be in some we're around some fresh meat. I'm so I'm so <laughs> <down> tired <with> too. <you. laughs> I'm tired it's of looking so at boots. I'm tired of looking at their boots and cowboy hats and big beards oh, no. looking like hobos and everything. Oh, and and I'm, I'm just like that. I was like, even though I grew up in the country and the guy that I dated last guy I dated, he's super country and everything. But I was just like <sighs> yeah. <laughs> CW, I UDef, need to UDef, be... you definitely have
1: fun. Yeah. The city, the city is pretty, it's it's fun. Yeah. Don't know right now but the city is still yeah. oh yeah New York is definitely the city that never sleeps so you always find something
0: fun to do absolutely oh yeah of course of course it would well, like be an
1: to... honor to meet up with you
0: <laughs> it would be, be an honor to meet up with you too hey <laughs> so cool. but thank you so much christine you welcome like you welcome time Peace and everything <laughs> And yes, everybody, go check her out. She just, like, hollered out, shout out to all of her uh, social media handles and things like that. And I sure do appreciate your listening ears. And thank you so much for listening to The Random Horror Show.